0: This is The World in Brief, from The Economist. Our Top Stories Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, said his country's forces had withdrawn from Lysychansk, but vowed to, quote, win back the land. With the fall of the city, Russia claimed full control of Luhansk, an area in the Donbas region. Russia has been trying to drive all Ukrainian troops out of the Donbass, where Russian-backed separatists have been fighting for control since 2014. Six people were shot dead and two dozen others taken to hospital when a gunman opened fire soon after the start of a 4th of July parade in a suburb of Chicago. The killer was reported to still be at large. Independence Day events in the area were canceled. Denis Shmiel, Ukraine's prime minister, said that his country needs $750 billion in order to recover from the damage caused by Russia's invasion. Mr. Shmiel was speaking at the Ukraine Recovery Conference in Switzerland, where world leaders have gathered to map out Ukraine's reconstruction after the war. More than $100 billion of direct damage has already been inflicted on Ukraine's infrastructure, according to Mr. Shmiel. The gunman accused of killing three people in a Copenhagen shipping center appeared in court, where he was charged with murder and attempted murder and remanded into a psychiatric ward. Danish authorities said he was known to mental health services and, quote, peripherally to the police. Copenhagen's police chief said there was, quote, no evidence to support a terrorist act and that he would, quote, wait to comment on the motive. A British citizen condemned to death by a court in a Russian-backed breakaway republic in East Ukraine appealed against the sentence. Aidan Aslin was accused of, quote, mercenary activities, together with compatriot Sean Pinner and Brahim Sadoun, a Moroccan, in the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic. All three were captured during fighting against Russian or pro-Russian forces in Ukraine. Canada's foreign minister said that the trial of Xiao Jinhua, a Chinese-born Canadian billionaire, was due to begin in China. Mr. Xiao disappeared from a Hong Kong hotel in 2017. The exact allegations that he has been charged with have not been made public. Mr. Xiao's disappearance was linked to the anti-corruption crackdown championed by China's president, Xi Jinping. Sri Lanka's energy minister said the country had less than a day's worth of petrol supply left. The next shipment is not due for more than two weeks, but Kanchana Wijisakara warned that Sri Lanka does not have enough money to pay for fuel imports amid a worsening economic crisis. Meanwhile, the education ministry said schools would be closed for a week. And fact of the day, 99.1 The score out of 100 received by Vienna, the world's most livable city. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Belt tightening down under Australia's Reserve Bank has lifted interest rates twice in as many months as it tries to curb rising inflation. At its last meeting in June, it stunned markets by yanking rates up by 50 basis points. An increase of the same size is expected when monetary policy makers meet on Tuesday, taking interest rates to 1.35%. That will not be the end of the tightening. In the first three months of the year, inflation reached more than 5%, above the Reserve Bank's target rate of 2 to 3%. Fuel and power bills are surging. The national minimum wage has been lifted to 5.2%, which risks pushing up prices still further. Monetary policymakers expect inflation to reach 7% by the end of the year. They insist that they can curb it without triggering a recession. Unemployment is low and Australia's vast imports of coal and gas are raking in fortunes, but the risk of a downturn is growing. Finland and Sweden Edge Closer to NATO Membership NATO leaders heaved a sigh of relief last week when Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, dropped his objection to applications from Finland and Sweden to join the military alliance. The two countries are due to sign the accession protocol documents on Tuesday, but the drama is not over. Turkey's foreign minister, Mevlut Cavusoglu now says that Turkey will veto the Nordic pair if they do not abide by an agreement they signed to toughen their stance against the PKK, a Kurdish rebel group that Turkey's army has fought for decades. That might seem legitimate brinkmanship, but Mr. Erdogan seems to be moving the goalposts. Last week, he said Turkey's parliament would not ratify the enlargement. All 30 NATO members must do so unless Sweden extradited 73 Turks with alleged ties to the PKK and other critics of the Turkish government. That is not likely to happen. NATO's Nordic enlargement is not yet a done deal. The global oil markets knotted pipes. On Tuesday, Russia is expected to end its search for mines in the waters near the Caspian Pipeline Consortium's Black Sea terminal, through which Kazakhstan exports about 80% of its crude oil. Resumption of full service would bring relief to the oil market, which has been disrupted since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The CPC carries more than 1 million barrels per day, equivalent to 1% of globally traded volumes. The search for mines had threatened to hinder operations and push up prices. Even so, frictions in the oil market are likely to last. As Europe shuns Russia's seaborne oil, tankers now ship it to China and India. Europe, in turn, fills the void by sucking supply from nearly everywhere else. Kazakhstan, whose oil is often mistaken for Russia's in part because it is shipped from a Russian port, recently renamed its black stuff to avoid embargoes. Once a well-oiled machine, the global market for crude is becoming less efficient. France's new government This week was supposed to mark a decisive new start for Emmanuel Macron, the re-elected French president. But his new government begins its first full day of work on Tuesday, supported by a parliament in which it has only a minority of seats. The new government, unveiled by Mr. Macron, is made up mostly of members of the old one. Those who kept their jobs include Elisabeth Bonn, the prime minister, and Bruno Le Maire, the finance minister. Ms. Bonn will outline her planned laws in a speech to the National Assembly on Wednesday. Tradition has it that she then puts this to a parliamentary vote of confidence. Losing such a vote would oblige the government to resign. But there is no constitutional obligation to offer the confidence vote and she has decided not to do so. That has enraged the already noisy opposition, with one party threatening to table a separate vote of no confidence anyway. Keeping the Dinosaurs Cozy There was nothing obviously special about dinosaurs when they first appeared. Dinosaurs inspire such awe today because they survived a mass extinction that eliminated their competitors. Their secret? They were better at keeping warm. New research published in Science Advances shows that at the end of the Triassic period, when the dinosaurs emerged victorious, winters near the poles, where dinosaurs were abundant and diverse, were freezing. But dinosaurs had certain heat-retaining feather-type filaments that helped them survive this cold weather. The Triassic ended when enormous volcanic eruptions split open the Pangaea supercontinent, The researchers argue that sulfur dioxide from these volcanoes formed aerosol particles that reflected sunlight back into space, causing the Earth's temperature to drop by as much as 10 degrees Celsius. Many species perished, but not the cold-adapted dinos. They were free to evolve, eventually becoming the behemoths beloved of museum curators and film directors today. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 Hours BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday which California city is named after an 18th century bishop and philosopher? Monday. In which city is there a statue of Hans Christian Andersen in the Rosenborg Castle Gardens? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Sai Twombly, who died on this day in 2011. To my mind, one does not put oneself in place of the past.